2: From the fifth quarter studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to the Coaching Youth Hoops Podcast. They're playing basketball.
1: Basketball
0: basketball.
1: Here's our hosts, Steve Collins. Steve Collins. And Bill Flitter. Bill Flitter.
2: Hey coaches, welcome, welcome, welcome uh, to Coaching Youth Hoops. Before we jump in today, I just want to make sure you know what's going on. Uh, Coach Bill and I, over the over the last couple months, have been running an on-demand coaches clinic. Um, we're going to just kind of pull the curtain back, let you kind of hear a little bit of what's inside of those. As far as handouts and, and videos and all that stuff, if you want to see what's available, go over to basketballcoachesclinic.com and check it out. Let's head off to the podcast. Welcome, coaches, to another episode of Coaching Youth Hoops. Today, we have a special guest, Coach Patrick Conlin, from uh, the New Jersey area. Uh, he reached out to us with a question, and a question that I thought, you know what? I, there's probably a lot of coaches out there with the same types of questions. So I thought, Patrick, let's get Patrick on the on the podcast today. So, Patrick, welcome. I appreciate you taking the time to one not you know get your questions answered, but also help other coaches with similar situations. So before we get started, Patrick, tell us a little bit about your coaching history, what you're coaching now, and we'll dive into any questions that you have.
0: Yeah, well, coach, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate Absolutely. you taking the time to to hopefully help our team win a few games this season. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm uh, I'm Patrick. I am a Assistant coach, actually, on a, a middle school team or for a middle school team, um, head coach, myself, and one other assistant coach were all just buddies. And we heard this team through kind of the grapevine. One of my buddies goes to church in the diocese that the school's in um, and heard they didn't have, have a, a coach, that there was going to be no team. Um, so it just so happened the time he it, it started, I had a little free time. And so we got super into it. And last season was a disaster. We lost every game. Um, our players had played like on average two or three seasons before that. They'd both, they'd all had like two seasons off. There were one or two kids who might have gone to a few camps in the summer. Um, but we just we were we were teaching them how to catch the ball without shuffling their feet and traveling every time. Um so it was you know, we had um, we had an issue. We had just sorry. I'm hearing a knock at my door. It's nothing. It um, so, anyway, at first we're we're just focusing on skills. So that was last season. Just is what it is. We turn the page on that. We're to this season, um, and we're in preseason. And the skills have improved dramatically. Uh, we've got a few new players. Um, we can generally. Dribble the ball, pass the ball, shoot the ball at a moderately successful clip. Um, the individual skills are there. Undefended layups generally are pretty routine now. Uh, we're like, last season, that was not necessarily the case. Um, so we're very pleased that the team today is better than it ever was last year. Where we're struggling as coaches this season is, okay, now we have the skills. Our guys can catch passes. Our passes generally arrive at their target. How do we take the step from, okay, when they're not defended, they know how to you know rip through and cut past the defender. Then we get to the game, even in just scrimmages, it's not happening. We fall back on the same things we were doing last year, which is one guy dribbles in a little bit, puts his head down, doesn't get anywhere, picks up the ball, pivots around, hopefully gets lucky, throws it to a guy in the wing who takes a contested jump shot, and then then we start running back on defense. Um, You know, we do all this practice of we try to break down the cuts and passing and all this. And it just like, it falls apart in the game. And what's frustrating to us and what we have spent the most time thinking about how to work on as coaches is players kind of just don't have that. Like I want to win. Winning is important to me mentality. Like it, it seems like they're out here, you know, the, Got it. Got a few nice guys on the team. Wonderful. It's, it's a fun time. Um, but no one really like seems to care if we win or lose except that the coach
1: is. <laughs>
0: um, so we're trying to figure out a, a combination of how to, how to put them in a position to make smart decisions on the basketball court, you know, play at a, a higher level versus just like being able to shoot, pass and dribble. Um, and how to make them want to win. You know, we're like, we don't have guys diving on the floor. They don't really seem to care that much. We had a few games last season where we were really close to winning. We had, crowd was into it, um, and they played with fire, but, like, we can't get the fire into them.
2: At what age group We have been unsuccessful in getting
0: the fire in. Sorry?
2: What age group specifically, or grade? You said it was middle um, school, but are you
0: all? Oh, yes, yeah, so we've Is got mostly – it's mostly seventh graders on the team right now. Um, we've okay. got a few eighth graders and then we've got two sixth graders on the roster, but we're at, at least one of them were is possibly just not, not going to play. Um, he's just like, this is never playing and it, it might just be a safety issue. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then right now we've got two players who are only limited at practice because they're finishing up a football season. Um, so we are looking forward to their return, uh, but we're a little sparse right now. Yeah. Um, How many total kids on the team with the football players?
2: Uh, eight, including eight. the football players. We have eight. Oh, okay, so you you don't even have five. Yeah, we're on bare bones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I sent
0: the message to the okay. parents a few a few weeks ago saying, if you know anyone else who wants to play, yeah. Um, and it's funny because the girls' team we share a, gym, a practice gym with them, and the girls' team is, is totally full. They're like. Oh, in contention for the, the county championship. Holy cow. Um, they have okay. got a great coach and we, we work with him a little bit. Um, he's kind of he runs administrative point for us because, you know, he has a daughter in the, the school that makes him a little more invested in the administrative side. That's uh, well, one on the girl side, I coach a lot of girls. So
2: that's exciting to hear because it's usually the opposite problem. Right. Where there's yeah. More boys team and, and, and less girls. So that's awesome. Uh Okay. So uh why do you think let's start at the bare bones? Why do you think that's the case that you don't have a big seventh and eighth grade boys team? And you're, you know, you have eight players uh, and you're talking three grades, right? Why do you think that is? But, and then contrast that to why is the girls program so healthy?
0: Yeah, um, it's funny. I don't know. I, I don't know the school environment well enough, and that's just a, a disadvantage of not working in the school or having a kid in the school. Um, it's strange because I, it's, it's Hudson County. It's like a Catholic school. Hudson County Catholic schools are famous for good basketball. Like it's, mm. There's a basketball culture. Last season, actually, we played against uh, Bobby Hurley's grandchild, Oh think wow. um, He has a different last name, but it yeah. really—it's funny. I, I didn't know who he was, and all I knew is this freaking kid would steal the ball every. He must have had fifteen steals in the game, and I—I I hated this kid. And then after <laughs> the game, he up so polite, shakes each of the coaches' hands, and is like, "Hey, you guys, really like the last time we played you. This this is such a world of difference. You guys, like, keep it up. You guys are working the so hard." The kid said
1: this to you. The kid said this wow. to me, and I'm like. I still
2: hate awesome. the kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that might be something to find
0: out.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: And, and, and that's, you know, it sounds like you're doing a lot of work to try to get the kids better, and you just might not have the athletes there. They might be doing another yeah. sport, right? You know, for you know, for, for a lot of times for us here in California, like specifically where I live. Uh, you know the girls are off playing water polo, polo, and volleyball year round, and they're complete athletes that should be on the should be on the basketball court, but they're playing those other two sports, um, and there just isn't time for basketball. So, uh, and the reason uh, there wasn't there wasn't the um, activities for them to participate in basketball right Mm -hmm. at a young age and now that's shifted because of me but it shift i should say it is shifting but they didn't have the opportunities right where volleyball soccer water polo you know they're in the pool this is crazy i mean the mother was just telling me you know they're in the pool for two hours they get pool time at 7 p.m you, you know, and, you know, okay, we don't, it's not New Jersey weather in the winter, but right. it's 46 it's degrees. Still not pleasant. Yeah. Still not pleasant, right? You know, but they're out there two hours a night, four days a week. And, uh, and this is a third grade girl. Wow. I wish I could do that. Yeah. The swimmers them. are different, so, man. Yeah. My younger it's, siblings are all
0: swimmers and it's, I think it's because the water is a little lower impact. So you can. It is. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like with well, basketball harder, but it's, yeah it's, it, basketball it's is such a time sport event. right and it, exactly well yeah event. yeah no, that's true yeah sorry to interrupt but we got i think we got a slight little lag here so maybe that's what's happening but let's um, dig into your okay, problem okay, specifically sorry. though so i think that's one yeah. area you need to, to look at if you're if you want to continue with this program at this school you need to build yeah. a basketball culture with the boys I would, I would dig in with the girls coach since you know him and you're friendly. Why is that full? What did you do? What has happened over the years? And then find out where the boys are there. uh, How many kids in the school? Do you have any idea?
0: Um, that's a good question. I'm going to Google that. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. So
2: something to look into. Yeah. I'd say it's cool
0: that you're, you're pulling from. Um, yeah, it's not a very large school. Um, mm-hmm. I was there. We went into like the lunchroom last season. Yeah. Um, there couldn't be more than seventy kids there, but that's just one. So I'd say maybe like two hundred kids total. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, so that that's one thing. That's
2: more long term. So short term, how do you yeah. how do you motivate the kids? Uh, you have to find out what triggers your group and what i mean by that is think about it from their perspective and i'll use a i'll use an example Uh, a video game okay think about that for them maybe basketball is a video game a lot of a lot of kids play video games right how can you challenge them that way okay so make it a, make it a game within the game, which is, okay, today we're going to get, you know, or in practice, we got to make X number of shots and Y number of time. Right. And it's not a punishment if they don't hit it. There's consequences and you can have them decide on what those consequences are. And then you can agree to those. So for example, you know, like last night I had a group of girls and we have this layup drill that we do and they have to hit uh, 27 layups in um in two minutes okay and it's a full team and they're running full court uh so 27 layups and it's one person at well two people at a time running kind of in a circle anyway uh okay uh so if they don't so what they do is they have to run the full length of the court the difference so last night for whatever reason they normally hit 27 they hit 21 okay they had to run yeah Back and forth, one, two, three, four, five, six, right for the difference, right? Ah. Okay, uh, so we just, you know, they're all now they're all trying to hit that twenty-seven because they don't want to do any more running because they just ran for two minutes solid, right? Trying right. to hit those layups, yeah. right? Um, or we have this other drill where uh, we call it Queen of the Court, and it is a box a boxing out drill, and it's two on two continuous rebounding. You can either look at it, is it a box out drill? Is it a rebounding drill? Is it a layup under pressure drill? It's whatever you want to emphasize. And it's first team to three. Okay. And if you win, if you're, if you stay in for three consecutive rounds, you, uh, you are, you're queen of the court. And now you're immune to any of the other consequences throughout practice. So ah, in the layup okay. drill. Now you're you're out. Like you don't you, if yeah. you. You know. So those six you don't have to do, right?
0: Wow. Okay. But
2: actually, what ends up happening if you build the right culture, they'll run it anyway. Yeah. Okay. So right. you have to build the right culture to do that. That takes some. That takes some time. So it's little things like that you can find that help them find that extra gear. If you will, um, yeah, and kind of and motivate them to compete and want to compete, and you can do that same thing in a game. Okay, we have to get. um, Don't ever put points. Ever put points in a game, but we have to get X number of stops, right? Or right. Uh, X number of stops in a row. Let you know, call it a turkey, right? Get three stops in a row. You go, hey, we got a turkey today, right? Make, you know, have fun yeah. with it, and literally, like. Um, you know, maybe keep a board with turkey symbol, you know, turkey stickers. Yeah, yeah. On a, you can show them something physical.
0: Right, kind of like gamify. Like, hey, yeah. it's mm-hmm. not – I I get you all want to win this game. Everyone understands it's better to win than to lose. But, like, winning winning also is getting the loose ball that was a 50-50 ball. Yeah,
1: reward and them. Whatever you want to like,
0: reward them for, you
2: set up yeah. a reward system for that um and i say reward system only for for the sake of me talking to you i don't know if i would call it that but i would goals maybe is better uh and you know see if they can achieve the goals those particular goals for the season and then per game and then just do something like okay look we're looking for i'm just throwing stuff out uh x number of rebounds we need you know two turkeys per game and, you know, uh, we need to win 50% of the loose balls. If we can achieve that and we do that, you know, let's say if you have 12 games, if we can do that in seven games this season, I'll buy you ice cream,
1: right? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
2: Yeah. Something, whatever, okay. you know, it doesn't have to be, right. you know, or, you know, I was talking to another coach, he, uh, he probably, uh, do you have Chick-fil-A up there? No, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, Chick-fil-A, oh, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. Here. Okay. Yeah. So Chick-fil-A, he bought him Chick-fil-A if uh they achieve some sort of goal, right? So he took the whole team to Chick-fil-A, okay. which was really nice. Um,
0: yeah. But anyway,
2: that, so if you kind of gamify it a little bit, that might help. Get that, you know, find that gear that you're looking for and that competitive. But you also, yeah. do, you have to, it has to start in practice. You have to make right. practice, um, you know, they have to compete in practice. Tell me how your practice yeah. is structured. How long is it? Walk me through kind of a typical practice at a high level of what you guys do.
0: Yeah. So we've got three practices, uh, two hours each. So okay, three days a week, good. two so, hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, hours. we definitely okay. have got, got time. Yeah, we're sharing half the we're sharing our practice court. The school itself doesn't have a gym. So we okay. share the practice court with the girls team. Okay. So we generally run the first forty minutes or so of practice. We'll do like uh on the full court, we'll do like the three V, two V one drill and like the three man weave. Stuff that you really do need the full court for, and we'll just work the girls in. Um oh, okay. and then while because the line can get a little long, yeah, yeah, the limited yeah. amount of courts, we've got them running suicides and doing burpees on the side. Um, that was something we we did not do enough conditioning last year, uh, mm-hmm. so we are rectifying that this year for sure. Um, so I'd say that's about the first forty minutes. Um, do you have court? Is it
2: just the two baskets, or do you have this way as well?
0: Is it only? We do have this way as well. Okay, so okay. when when we get into the individual work, we've got three baskets. Uh, so we've got, yeah, like, kind of the half-court, full-court yeah. yeah. thing, yeah. and then one of, like, the main last basket. Um, so that's kind of the first 40 minutes. We're trying to work in condition. So I we kind of the, – the way we structure practice is not my favorite. Um, okay. I, I, like, did a, a practice plan where I was, like, trying to break it down by minute as best I could just so that, like, we can – basically what I want and like the head coach is like, nah, this is too complicated. Uh, and I'm like, it doesn't like the actual number of minutes doesn't matter. I just want us to go in. So I have enforced my vision of, of like, we're going in with points of emphasis. Yeah. So we, we try to keep it to like three things. And so conditioning has always been one of them so far this season where that is a main point of emphasis. Um, and then what we're trying to do is get them to make decisions uh, so we've been trying to do um, we, we've been doing a lot of drills with like um, catch the ball at the top of the key. And based on how the coach defender plays you, you have to either go to the right of him or to the left of him. And it's a rip through. So sometimes it's a rip through and jab and come back. Or depending on how the coach is playing you, you should rip through and go around him. Uh, so we've been doing that a lot and trying to just like do things quickly. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so I, I'm a, I'm a big uh, I'm one of the I try to do a lot of where like I'm the one passing because our, we have a, a little bit of difficulty controlling our passes sometimes in terms of catching them. Um, so I'm trying to like put a little extra spice. It's like it's okay if you drop it. Like this is you know do it when it's really hard, and then hopefully in the game, you know our point guard's is going to deliver it much softer and right in your bread basket. Yeah. Um, so that's so we try to do like basically it's it's cutting it's layups it's closeout drills um and then what we have been doing the last two weeks is we're trying to do a slow motion version of our offense for 30 40 minutes at the end of practice to just get them comfortable with spacing and okay we we always are emphasizing you got to cut all the time you know you should always be either arriving to a destination or thinking about where you're going to cut or screen next. And they get that, they can repeat it back to us. But then when we get in the game, like, why aren't you guys cutting?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, and, yeah. And, and, You know, we had a little conversation off air too. And, you know, one of the things that I, you know, you said that I hear often is, you know, we're, we're teaching Right. And we're showing them how to do an offense or what have you, whatever it is, defense and the execution of the game isn't there. So to ease your mind, it's pretty typical. Right. It's pretty typical, especially with the way you described your team, a lot of inexperienced players. It will continue uh, if you continue coaching in high school. It still continues there. Right. (laughs) So it's just one of those. It's just one of those things. And you know you how you speed that cycle up is um, actually just publishing a a paper on this uh, paper book ebook whatever to help coaches is how you structure your practice your drills and everything else uh, that helps kids learn a little bit faster quicker um, yeah so let let's step back on the practice structure itself and then, then I'll. Lead into like drill down into some of the specifics. So, um, practice structure. I did away, and I'll, I'll explain what, what I mean by this. I did away with conditioning for conditioning's sake. Okay, okay. So, kids are never doing, and again, I'm not saying it's wrong for me, this worked, um, because of the limited time I have, and you still have limited time, you have six hours, right? Now, right. I know some people. And, we're hearing groans in the background, six hours. I wish I had six hours in the, right. Uh, so yeah. A, a lot less. <laughs> so uh, to alleviate, you know, you know, again, six hours, isn't a, a, it really truly isn't a lot of time. Um, but you're, you know, you're blessed with that amount of time. Um, every drill we do is a conditioning drill. Yeah. Okay. So there, let's say on your two hour practice, um, most of that is conditioning. You're, you just work it in, right? And how how do you do that? As you set, again, you know, well, like I said, X number of shots and Y number of time. Now I understand, right? You can't, you know, you're going to have maybe, depending on certain days, you'll have one day where, you know what, we're teaching a lot, right? Today's a teaching day. And um, you, you know, uh, you don't want to, you, know, you need to slow it down. They're not conditioning like you'd like because you are teaching. I get that, right? So you got to you got to balance that a little bit. But go into the get, have the mindset of every drill we do has got to be a conditioning drill, so we can do both of those. Same, you know. And the other thing is, yeah. if they're doing, if you you know, because of the way your practices are structured, and you have, you know, you're sharing this gym space, and a look, some people are off to the sides, they should be doing conditioning with a ball in their hand, right? Mm-hmm. You know, not just burpees. I'm going to say burpees are bad, but reserve the burpees for when they don't hit their goal in practice, right? Oh, you guys get 10 burpees because you missed your layups, right? Right. Here, if they're conditioning, and again, you have to do it, you know, you have to set that up and be very specific on what you want them to do off the sidelines and you know, push them and come up with drills. There's, you know, there's drills that you can do where you're running, you are running on the sideline if they're you know, you have that set of yeah. over there. So look at some of that, but get a ball in their hand and they're conditioning at the same time instead of just burpees or sprints like that.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, I like that.
2: Uh, also, practice structure. So, I, what I do is, and it's really helped me over the years to make sure that I cover everything. Uh, And I've said it, you know, several times on the podcast as well. I typically do start off with um, some sort of conditioning drill in the beginning, but they have a ball in their hand or their ball handling, Uh, you know, sometimes stationary, sometimes movement. Like we had this great drill yesterday that they got full court movement, ball handling. And it was absolutely, it's the first time I did it. I was experimenting with it Um, and it worked out really well. Um, And, So they were ball handling. They were getting reps, full court, and ball handling at the same time. And it wasn't just, uh, you know, okay, crossover dribbles, full court, right? I was a little bit more involved in that. But actually, I'll share that. I'll remind myself because I really like the drill. We agree. Thank you. And then, uh, so that's how we start out. Then I go, then it's not, it depends on the order of the day that you want to do this or what you need most of. But then it's offense, Transition to offense, defense, and transition to defense. So I break it up into those because you're you're in one of those four things throughout an entire game. So I want to make sure that that the emphasis for let's say the next 15 minutes, let's say we pick offense, it is offense. Now you can take that same exact drill, add defense to it, and now call it your defensive drill and we're going to do this for 15 minutes and that's the emphasis
0: right does that make sense so yeah right we're like contested jump contested mid-range jumper is a drill for the shooter and it's a drill for the closeout man
2: yeah exactly yeah right so uh but in the first let's take that exact drill so the first time you do it it's all about the offense making x number of shots so now you might move the defense back a little bit and where they close out. So the offense for your skill level are getting their shots up, but it's still somewhat right. contested. And then the kids yeah. are, they're getting conditioning on the run, right? Cause they have to close out quick sprint. And you're showing them how to do that. Then now you're in the defensive portion of your practice plan. And now you could do that same drill or similar drill, or on a different day, you just emphasize the defense a little bit more. So you right. close the gap. And then you you say, okay, this is how you do a defensive closeout, and you're more focused on the defensive closeout versus the offense when you're trying to get the shots, you show them, well, how do you receive a ball? How do you have a quick release, etc.? Right. So they're doing the same drill with just a different emphasis on it, depending on what you want to do, right? Or what you need more of or the right. day you're working on. So anyway, so I usually so you if you look at one of my practice plans, they are chunked that way offense defense uh, transition to offense and transition to defense and i don't have a lot of drills in those sections yeah but if you imagine the constraints in um uh that i put on those drills so then think about it as a grid one drill could look nine different ways but it's the same drill so i don't I do not want to spend my time in practice teaching drills, right? That's a waste of time, right? So I put a different emphasis on the same drill or a different time or number of shots made or one day it might be four versus three and the next day it's three versus four. Same drill, right? Depends what I want to emphasize. So that way you can make sure that you're covering what's my office and set. What are we doing on defense? What are we doing in transition to defense? And what, how, what are we doing in transition to offense? Yeah. Does that make sense? That does make a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and you hit all four of those at every practice? Yeah. And some of them more so than others. Like maybe in transition right. to offense, I might do a 10-minute drill just as a reminder. Right? Yeah. Or, you know, maybe on the first, first week, weeks of practice, they might be even because I have to implement and put everything in with the team. And then yeah they play a few games and I'm like, wow, we suck in transition. Right. So, Hey, yeah, you know yeah. what, we need to, we need to figure this out. So I'll put more time in transition. Yeah. Right. You know okay. So then we just adjust yeah. those times. Yep. Everything is timed. You were right on the right track. So, um, Everything is timed five to eight minutes max per drill. And mm. if they're not getting it, or mm. if it's just, I don't know, you know, like you're working on your offense and it's just not coming together. You got to say, okay, that's on me. Right. Uh, I got to go back to the drawing board and figure out how I can relate this to the kids because they're not getting it. I'm the adult in the room, Right. So even if you say yes, they're, you know what they're inexperienced. Well, obviously you're not talking to them because right. they're all right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're they're not yeah. understanding your vocabulary. And I will emphasize this: the one of the bigger game changers that I had recently, and I've been doing this now for 15 years. Which uh, you know, again, I love it because I'm always learning, always learning. I never, I, I never had literally like a vocab sheet and I did it this year because I got these questions like you know stuff that you know so I started with this team in May here it was August and September and they're raising their hand about something that we've been doing all along yeah I'm like wait a second well why are you just now you already knew them yeah why are you just now asking that I figured you understood because and a lot of times they don't understand and that's why you're not able to execute in a game yeah and they're afraid to ask because they don't want to you know one it's like yeah it's August and we started talking about this in May and they're like yeah I should probably already know that but I don't understand (laughs) the word he's using Like there was something, there was, it was dive to the basket. That's what they they didn't understand. Mm -hmm. Dive to the basket. And I kept on saying it from May to August, dive to the basket. Right. And I would show them what dive to the basket was, but they just, it didn't click. Yeah. And sometimes I, you, I would say roll to the basket. I mean, technically a roll and dive for all the basketball junkies is, is different but I would interchange those two. And yeah. so they were like, is that something different? Is that the same thing? Mm-hmm. So I took time out and I said, let's have a, a common vocabulary. So I created a vocabulary sheet. Here's all the things I say. And if something new comes up, they say, Hey coach, add that to the vocabulary list. I'm like, Oh, great, yeah. right, right. So I added to the vocabulary list and they have access to the vocabulary list. I give them, and these are, by the way, these are seventh and eighth grade girls, so it's the same age yeah, group you're working okay. with. So they're mature enough; they have access to my playbook online. Now I don't okay. expect, and I know they don't all go in and look at it, but that's besides <laughs> the point. We talk about it, um, but now I, I, I the, it's funny because I, I mean, you know, if you come to one of my practices and with me for a while, you understand how our environment is, and it's very welcoming, and open, and you know, I always talk, talk about mistakes. Mistakes are okay. I make mistakes and I talk about after a game, the sometimes the mistakes I made, oh, I should have called a timeout or I missed that. yeah I'm sorry You know, whatever. Right. So they know I'm human as well. And so if they make a mistake, it's okay to talk about it. So with that, all that said, um, the, you know, I make sure that it's okay to ask questions and make mistakes and that everybody has those questions, be the brave one to raise their hand. And anytime someone does that, you know, we always do two claps. So I said, Hey, Patrick, that's a great question. Two claps for Patrick, right? That's to yeah. make him feel and everybody gets energized with the two claps and whatever else. Right. So we, we, we do that as well. So they do ask those questions. Okay. So common vocabulary, structure practice have fewer drills put constraints on those drills and emphasize whatever you're trying to emphasize in those drills will probably one you'll get through a lot more the depth of knowledge that the kids will have will be a a lot more
1: yeah Um, sports social podcast network